you are the podcast master. What is happening, world? Welcome to another installment of the Matt West Now podcast. Matt hanging out with you here, getting ready to unpack, repack, and hit the road again. I tell you what, the I started to say the last couple of weeks, but really all of 2020 has been kind of a whirlwind, especially this past week in Los Angeles. Man, just so many crazy things, so many really cool things, so many unexpected things happening in Los Angeles, and I'm going to talk to you about all of that on the next podcast. We're going to have two this week. I'm going to drop another one on Valentine's Day, so look forward to it. Um, me and Megan are going to have a little fun with Valentine's Day and uh, kind of catch everybody up on everything that's been happening in life over the course of this early 2020 year. Um, that being said, I, I want to talk about my guest this week because this is one I'm really excited about. I had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, his name's Mike Ryan, the muscle critic, celebrity trainer. I mean, the guy is a, he's a jack of all trades. The guy can do so much. Um, and he's just such an interesting person. This is a guy that I met at the Gold's Gym in Venice, California. And you, you, if you have dove into the bodybuilding world at all, you know all about the culture of Gold's Gym, especially, you know, back in the 90s. Um, even before that, you know, if everybody's watched pumping iron and seen, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger train in there and, and the biggest names in bodybuilding have trained there, do train there. And we'll continue to go back there because there's just something special uh, about gold's gym. Well, Mike Ryan's one of the more notable figures there at gold's gym and, and a guy that has trained so many celebrities, celebrities like the rock, like Mickey Rourke, um, just to name a few. We'll talk a little bit about some of those clients that he's had. We'll, we'll talk a lot about Gold's Gym. Uh, he'll throw in a bunch of Arnold Schwarzenegger stories. And I, I just, whether you like weightlifting, bodybuilding, fitness, or not, you're going to enjoy this podcast just because of some of the stories that Mike Ryan has. He has such an interesting life. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I love stories. I feel like my job is telling stories every single weekend for the best bull riders in the world. So really enjoyed getting a chance to sit down with Mike. I, I had listened to him on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. I had listened to him more recently on Mark Bell's Power Project podcast. Um, and a guy that, you know, I, I've kind of gotten to know over the last couple of years. And we'll talk a little bit about how we got to know each other which is uh, kind of a crazy story as well. But anyways, um, I, I really think you'll enjoy this. And, and if you do, make sure you let me know. Make sure you let Mike know. Uh, obviously, um, continue, if you don't mind, to start dropping those ratings on the podcast, whatever your app you're using to download. Let me know. Actually, that's something that I'm going to put out this week. I want to know what platform you guys are using to uh, listen to these podcasts because I'm going to start trying to – use some different resources um, to really push them on different platforms. So if you guys are using Apple Podcasts, if you're using uh, Spotify, whatever it is, let me know. Um, I'm going to put a poll out this week. So keep me posted on that. And again, as always, if you like, if you don't like, let me know what you want to hear on this podcast. But uh, I, I really do. I really do think you're going to enjoy this one. I know I did. Mike was gracious enough. We were training at Gold's. Uh, one morning, and, and he was gracious enough to say, come over to the house. Got a beautiful place right there uh, between the beach in Venice and Gold's Gym. It's literally, 
if I had to move to California, it's literally the best case scenario because he steps away from the beach. He steps away from the gym and uh, he's just an awesome guy. So uh, again, if you enjoy this podcast, let myself know Matt L West on Instagram and all platforms of social media cruise over to Mike's Instagram, check him out while you're listening to this podcast. I think you're going to enjoy just kind of scrolling through his photos The guy puts out a lot of of really good fitness content, but he also puts out a lot of just really uh, fun, interesting content as well. I mean, for goodness sakes, he's the muscle critic. So go check him out, Mike underscore Ryan underscore celebrity trainer. That's Mike underscore Ryan underscore celebrity trainer. Let him know you enjoyed him on the podcast. Guys, uh, we're going to drop one on Valentine's Day, so get ready. There's going to be two coming at you this week. I'm going to catch everybody up on, on all the craziness that's been happening in life as of late. But right now, let's get to it. This is my conversation with Mike Ryan. It, it, this will be fun. So here we are. Uh, Mike Ryan, celebrity trainer, muscle movie critic. That it's Knucklehead extraordinaire. I mean, yeah, it sounds like me. So... <laughs> How do you describe yourself? Oh boy, how do I describe myself? Definitely a fitness junkie, a gym rat. Um, basically, the, the the quintessential Gold's Gym guy, minus the the fanny pack and the right. and the boat neck uh, and the big of, gold chain or in the what, gold chain. Like absolutely, yeah, the watered down version. Because you've been at Gold's for how long? Yeah, since ninety. I don't even know what year it is. It's almost thirty years now. Really? Yeah. And you moved out from the East Coast. Yeah, moved out from Boston, and uh, yeah, basically ninety. I was a high school teacher at one time. You still kind of got what? Yeah, right. I know, huh? Doing what? What? Doing what? I was teaching history. history. Really? Yeah, I was a history teacher, and they were doing cutbacks and. Uh, I kind of got pink slipped and said, we'll hire you back in like three to six months. So I was like, I'll just drive out west. And at the same time, my brother, who's a federal agent, he worked for the DEA. He was getting transferred from New York to L.A. So he's like, let's get a place on the beach in Venice. I'm like, let's do it. You know, a couple knuckleheads. So you moved out here with him? Yeah. You uh, Yeah, no game. Just like uh, no game plan. I was just going to bartend. I had bartending gigs. And I just immediately went to Gold's Gym and just hanging out there. I'm like, this place is pretty wild, you know? And I got familiar with the owners because they would see me there all the time. And one of the guys was like, what do you do? What's your credentials? I said, well, I was a teacher, you know, but I have a business degree. And basically said, would you want to run this gym? And I was like, are you kidding me? I would love to run this gym. You literally just packed up life with no plan and stumbled into... You know, ironically, you stumbled into a part of history. Yeah, without a doubt. It, it, but it's one of these things, you know, you kind of manifest your destiny because on my walls, I, had, I love that you yeah, just said yeah, that. On my walls, I had pictures of Arnold training. You know, my dad, we had we had weights in our cell, you know what I mean? So I was always training. I loved the environment. So I always had these pictures of Gold's Gym, pictures of Arnold training on Venice Beach. And it was, it, it was my, my passion. But, you know, back in the you know early 80s, it was never really a career for fitness, you right. know, especially in Boston. Right. Everyone's too busy drinking. No one wants to work out. Right. And they just did benches, just bench press. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of guys that still just do like That's basic it. movements. Yeah. Chest and bias. What are you doing today? Chest and bias. What are you doing tomorrow? What's, I bias and chest. What's, what's yours? Like what? Like what's your typical workout? Because you're I'm pushing. Still, you push a lot of heavy weight. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm still old school. I, I still and believe you're jacked it. as fuck. <laughs> we, I, we left the gym today, and I, I felt really good about myself. You know, I had a really good workout, and I felt like I did anyway. I was going to go in and do like, you know, just high reps. You know, a lot of volume and uh, low weight. But you get in there and it's like, you fuck, can't. the weight feels so good to start Absolutely. moving in that Well, gym. the energy in that place, too. And there's always these young lions in there, you know, trying to throw around weight. I'm like, not today, buddy. I'm going to take your lunch. But then, yeah, but yeah. then there's, <laughs> you look at guys that are in their 50s that are like, 
holy shit, I wish I was yeah. built half that good. Like yeah. you, I mean. Yeah. 54 I, in a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. I, I was just getting ready to ask how old, be, yeah. but dude, you're jacked. No, thanks. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, it's crazy to me, but like how often do you train? Every day. Yeah. And and, and when I, as a as a professional, I profess everyone to take a day off. Yeah. But I'm just like so mental. You I'm can't like, do it. Yeah, totally. Me and Big Will argued about this yeah. on, on yeah. a podcast because he's like, yeah, you train three days a week. You know, you get your three big, big body parts. And I'm like, bullshit. I can't do that. Yeah, no, not at all. I can't. I can't. I just, I will go crazy. I'll walk around. I'll just start kicking puppies. <laughs> <laughs> like, you do sound like me. Like, just want to go drop kick a baby just because yeah, I'm in a bad mood. Um, okay. So, like, how do you break your training down? I'm so old school. I do one body part a day and crush it. I love that. And, uh, and on the weekends, you know, at Gold's Gym, if you guys never been there, they have an outdoor facility with a turf field and there's sleds, there's, there's uh, war bags, there's robes, there's, you know what I mean? There's so much miscellaneous training you can do. So I like to mix it up and, and do all that hardcore, beat myself up with agility, skill, strength training on the weekends. I feel like you're pushing that sled every day. I try. Yeah, I mean, you do. I mean, your legs are, are ginormous. Well, here's, here's my goal. This is my stupid goal. We all have stupid goals. Uh, the, the the new coach, well, it's the second year now, is Chip Kelly at UCLA yeah. football. Yeah. We were teammates. I love this. Yeah, we are teammates. So I left University of New Hampshire with one year left of eligibility playing. So I went to the game last year. You know what I mean? He's like, invites me to the field. It's so cool. And I'm like, Chip, I'm going to be a 55-year-old freshman. He's like, I go, I want to be, wait one more year until I'm 55, and then I want to be a 55-year-old freshman. Because you, you played? Yeah. In, in college. Yeah, in But college. you still have a year of eligibility. Yeah, one year left. You slide in there as a 55-year-old. I think that would be great. That would be amazing. Yeah, like, just think of all the, you know, I, I don't know, like think of all the attention that would bring <laughs> totally. to the program. Yeah. Except for the first time I get hit. Who cares? Who, who cares? It's like the story leading up is always so much better. Like Connor and Cowboy. I'm a huge Cowboy fan. Oh, yeah. My God. Like my head kind of said, oh, this this is going to suck. But my heart was like, I don't care. Like I just love the build up to the story. Yeah. The fight lasts 40 some seconds. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Like maybe that's your college football career here. <laughs> that's so I, hope awesome. I, I hope I don't end like Cowboy though. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit, that won't man. be pretty. That sucked. You called that though, right? Yeah. Because you're a big UFC guy. Yeah, for sure. I got to. UFC, here's a crazy for your listeners. If you guys are UFC fanatics, this basically, this had to be like 1992, I think, at Gold's Gym. Like 6'1", skinny dude walks in. He has, he's uh, asked for management. He's like, hey, can I do a seminar here? I'm like, well, what do you do? You know, the whole thing, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm like, what is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? <laughs> and he's like, oh, we do, it's a form of style of fighting, you know. It's been passed down from my great-grandfather, my grandfather. We fight everyone every style. And I'm just jokingly, I'm like, yeah, you're probably six six one, but probably buck eighty. I said, a guy like me, I'd mop the floor with you. Right. And joking, he's like, okay, I'll bring my stuff tomorrow. And I'm like, oh fuck, what I get myself right. into? You know what I mean? <laughs> so he leaves, and the next day, I'm like, oh shit, he's here. So this dude shows up, and he's not a big muscled up no, guy. He's in a gi. Yeah. And I'm like, and he goes, I got my mats in my car. I'll put them down the aerobic room. I'm like, oh fuck, this guy's for real. You know what I mean? So I'm just in gym clothes, and uh, and I happen to be trained with one of um, Stallone's bodyguards, yeah. who's like six five, Samoan dude, huge. You know? So I'm like, well, he's got my back if I'm getting beat up. You know? So we go in the aerobic room, and I'm like, I'm like, so what? What's what's his Brazilian jiu jitsu? I'm like, what do you do? He's like, well, you know, if there's a street fight, what you do? I said, well, I'm just gonna maul you. I'm gonna run right at you. He's like, okay. So I did exactly that. I just ran at him, tackled him, and on top of him. And I'm thinking I'm just going to just wipe this guy out, you know, get him in a headlock or something. 
all of a sudden he's maneuvering his foot's like in my ear and his head's looking at me and all of a sudden I'm like what is going on he's got a gi so I'm grabbing the gi and the next thing you know the sleeves around my neck and I'm like alright fucking stop you're joking me he's like you get a tap I'm like tap tap he's like no tap I'm like tap what tap that girl tap I'm like, slapping everything and I'm like holy shit I go, that was, I go man you're limber and agile and I go and I was on top of you right Growing up, you're on top of the guy. The fight's obvious. I, you know what I mean? It's like, this is the guy position. I'm like, all right, I get it. I'm like, well, how about this guy? I point to Stallone's bodyguard. He's like, I thought guy's bigger than him. I'm like, this guy's name's Norm. I'm like, Norm. Norm's like, all right, same thing. And he does what I do, but he's bigger. And he just runs, tackles him on top of him. I'm thinking, oh, my God, we hit this bodyguard's going to kill this guy. Right. Same thing on top of him. You know what I mean? He's not really punching him, but you're like getting really aggressive and trying to choke him and all of a sudden the same thing the guy weasels out swinging by all of a sudden a leg crosses his arm all of a sudden he's grabbing his arm he's stretching his arm up he's got his legs across his face and all of a sudden he's gonna like basically dislocate my buddy's elbow and he's like what the fuck are you doing and, right you know he's like he's like holy shit and I'm like that's amazing because now yeah. everybody knows about yeah. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and this was and this was MMA and this was Hoist Gracie yeah so I got beat up by Hoist Gracie so I immediately told Pete Gromkowski who was the owner of Golds I said who loved every crazy shit you know what I mean he just loved wild funky different people craziness right. and I said Pete you gotta meet this guy Hoist Gracie his family just fights everything and he's like I gotta meet him yeah First UFC was sponsored by Gold's Gym. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy I, wild. You know, I, I listened to that story. And, oh, yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no <laughs> not, not at all. But I listened to that story, and, and it's so amazing to me because you go back to the early 90s, you know, nobody knew what mixed martial arts was. No, nobody, nothing. you know, there was basically karate and boxing. That was it. And, and that was it. You know, wrestling. Yeah. Because uh, I grew up around. Oh, Midwest is all wrestling. Oh, man. Yeah, and huge. Like, go, you know, go very, Perry, Oklahoma, yeah, Danny Hodge, guys like that. You know, they were super, super, just tough guys. Mm-hmm. And I think about wrestlers being limber, and you yeah. talk about an arm coming here and a yeah. leg up by your ear. Yeah, and then it's like the MMA world started jujitsu, and it just it, like it multiplied that. Yeah, it was guys are so flexible, so strong, totally, and they can manipulate their body and so conditioned. Right, you know what I mean. Like, right, it, like he, boxing is tough in itself. You know what I mean. But it's just. It's just basic upper body. I mean, right. you're on your feet and you're you're punching, you're punching. But like, whenever you get involved with someone, and, and you know what I mean, like especially from wrestling, when you go down and you're holding on for someone, I mean, that's where all your energy just dumps. Right. You know what I mean? It just the conditioning is through the roof, so it's pretty wild. But a, a lot of people will say you can't be, you know, fit and jacked at the same time. Like you're the complete contrary to that <laughs> because you do. I mean, you your cardio's yeah I'm out a, of this world. Yeah. You were you were doing the Santa Monica stairs. Yeah, this yeah. If you know, again, for all your listeners, there's a there's a, a steps in Santa Monica. There's a hundred, basically 190, 200 steps, right? Straight down, straight up, and I try and do that for twenty sets. And it's it, crazy. Yeah, in it, less than an hour. Yeah, unless you today I finished it under an hour. So That's it, nuts. It's, it's it's pretty brutal. But it, you're constantly sprinting. Yeah, I do. I do a whole sprint routine. I like to do yeah sprints on the treadmill, and I mix it up. I do the stepper. I right. do you know variety of you know. I equate my uh, cardiovascular training like my weight training. Switch it up, throw a million type of varieties, and try and kill it as, as hard as possible. Any any way you can find to make improvements to to your body. Yeah, absolutely. But you you've kept an open mind the whole time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. A lot of people will say nope. These are the basic movements. This is all yeah, you need. No, and it's funny. Even that this is a great, uh, a quick Arnold story. Yesterday, so I'm doing my um, chest, and I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I, I get the 130s dumbbells, so I was gonna go a little heavier. Then Arnold comes out. He's like, "What'd you, what'd you get on your elbows?" I go, "Ah, it's my compression. My elbow gets a little stiff." 
He's like, well, why are they stiff? I said, I don't know, years of training, you know, years of just, you know, trying to lift heavy weights. He's like, you eat a lot of meat? I said, yeah. So Arnold, all of a sudden, he's like, too much muloc acid. Stop with the meat. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, you eat meat all the time. He's like, you're not listening. Stop with the meat. I said, really? He's like, he's like, you try one month, you try one month, no meat, you'll have no aches and pains. So starting Monday, I'm going to try no red meat for a month and see how that goes. Really? Yeah, just like you said, to open it up, whatever. You know, I, mean? I got nothing to lose. I love it because, like, you know, Mark Bell talks about the carnivore, carnivore. diet. They devour me. You know? uh, Stone yeah. Cold's wife is, is a vegan, I think. Yeah. Um, everybody's got these different little things. And, yeah. You know, keto's big and, mm-hmm. and all that shit. But yeah. it's like, I'm a firm believer. And I heard you say something that, that made me, like, pop even more and like you even more. <laughs> just fucking eat sensible. Sensible eating. Like, it's not hard to do. Yeah, it's all about sensible eating. I tell people in our gym, they're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm craving an ice cream or I'm craving a Snickers. I'm like, "Like, how's your diet been? Man, I've, I've been straight and narrow for a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. So, okay, do it. Have a fucking Because you're going to be miserable if you don't. <laughs> totally. And then you're going to overindulge yeah, when you finally. Absolutely. You're going to just jump right off mm-hmm. the cliff. So just enjoy and, it. And, and you see that all the time with fitness and bodybuilding. These people diet, diet, diet. Then they do their show. And then they just go, like you said, overboard. And you walk in the gym, you're like, oh, my God, that guy was shredded two weeks ago. Now he right. looks like a pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no such thing as perfection. Yeah. Just get as close as you can. And on enjoy it. the ride. Yeah. I, I feel like every day is a new day to to make yourself better. It's a new opportunity to get better every day. And like if I if I fucked up yesterday, I'm going to make up for it tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that, I always tell everyone, that's the good thing about training. It's not a game day. It's not like, all right, right. you lost today. You yeah. know what I mean? If you lose today, you play tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's not like the Super Bowl's over. I can pout and people, you know, fuck that. No. Let me ask you this. And total, I'm, I'm a total non-PC. I hate political correctness. Yeah. Uh, I hate the idea of it. it. That's me personally. Random fun question. You managed Golds for a while. Yeah. Okay. 92 to 98, sure. Okay, so, you know, half a dozen years, you're the manager of the, the biggest brand name gym in the world. Is it okay to check out the opposite sex in the gym? I hope so. My God. Right? Like, I, there's so many people that are like, oh, they're looking at me. You're in a gym. Yeah. And why are you wearing those outfits? Right, exactly. You don't want to be seen, wear a sweater. Take off the short short. Like, take the booty shorts of off. Course, if you don't yeah. want somebody looking at your legs. Absolutely. And and guys, and girls and guys. Uh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. I wear my, my booty shorts all day long. <laughs> I love it. Like, you're the only man in the world that I've ever seen that, that makes me think, you know, I could put on a little pair of those little short tights. And, and then my I Larry see you Burns. and I'm like, ah, shit, no, I couldn't do that. I wear my Larry Birds tight but, shorts. But if I was built like you, I probably would too. Because, like, you're social. Your life is everything I want. I want to be able to take a picture butt-ass naked and put it out in the world and be okay with it. I want... I've always said, like, I, I could that's never... Your, that's your new bucket list. Yeah. I'm going to get the photographer. We're going to shoot it right here. We're going to the exact same pose. The recreation. I don't know. I don't know yes. if she's going to go for that. Oh, come don't on. you yes, back them up. You're on my 100%. team. No, no, no. Right, no, you're on my team. Yes. We'll put the book right on your lap. Yes. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. It's, it's so funny because I kind of I kind of <laughs> teased to. it a little bit on social media because I had some friends that were, like, pushing to kind of just see what I could do in, in you know, in three, four months and... and like a small, small show in Oklahoma. And, and I never wanted to get into bodybuilding. I never wanted to get into all that stuff. When I was 22, I was a fat piece of shit. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was completely... When I was 22, I weighed 300 pounds. Holy. I had never been in a gym. I had never lifted oh. weights, nothing. 
And uh, I moved home, joined a gym, showed up, and I've told this story a couple of times, but I showed up mid-afternoon thinking, middle of the day, everybody's at work, I'm going to be able to work out. I go in there, there's a couple of people there, so I leave, come back about five, more people there, leave, come back at nine o'clock, still people there, come back, got my first workout in at midnight, walked through the door at midnight, got my first workout in, and then started kind of gradually getting in shape, and I knew right then, I was like, I was so intimidated, I want to someday open a gym that everybody can come into and that those people aren't scared to come in. But I want guys like you coming in, throwing away, throwing just a shit ton of weight <laughs> around. But I want them all to like get together that and be in the community. same place. Well, I, I I think Gold's Gym is the most intimidating gym in the world. Same. But it's the best neighborhood gym in the world. Yeah. You can talk to anyone about anything at any time. And everyone's super friendly. And even my first day I walked in, I'm, I'm, I'm playing college football. So I'm thinking I'm jacked. Right. And I see these women grabbing the dumbbells. They're like, are you using these? And I'm like... Oh my God. Yeah. I guess I'm not. What? You know what I mean? And like you, I worked out for like 20 minutes. I just walked out like, I'm fucking, I'm useless. That was horrible. I want to cry. You I know think what I mean? the, the gym is the most intimidating place oh, in the yeah, universe. Yeah. And then you never want to look like you know everything. You know what I mean? Like, I know how this machine works. You're facing backwards. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying so, something new. Yeah, absolutely. I'm People just, are scared to ask questions though. Oh, yeah. Well, especially in that gym because guys, right. guys and women are so freaking intimidating but i always for me i try and talk to everybody same you know just make them feel comfortable because i know how intimidating it is but what i've noticed especially at goals there's more people like that than there isn't you'll there's the grumpy assholes that are walking around they're just like anywhere else yeah i told her today i was like man there's just something about this place that puts me in a good mood yeah i i always get a little nervous before i walk in the door (laughs) for the first time but then it's like I don't want to leave. I want yeah. to get back here as fast as I can. Yeah. It's just such a cool place. Yeah, the energy is, is you, you can't bottle it. It's You'll appreciate so this. I walk in the locker room today after the workout, and there's two older guys, probably in their 70s. One of them's got a, a T-shirt on that's just covered in skeletons, and they're looking at each other dead in the eye, and they're not six, eight inches apart from each other, and they're singing show tunes <laughs> in the locker room. If that happened anywhere else in the world, oh, I would be, get the fuck out of yeah, there as crazy. fast as yeah. I could, but I'm like... Yeah, it's Venice. It's gold. It's yeah. Venice. Everything, yeah. every craziness goes on there all the time, 24-7. I can't even imagine <laughs> what it was like back in the 90s. Oh, back before. in the 90s. Like, I, uh, I don't know if you heard my, my Jeep Swenson story. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Pete loved these crazy guys. This guy's Jeep, he was 6'8", like 400 pounds. He was just a monster of a man. He used to breed tigers. And he would come in always shredded because tigers are in heat. And you have to stand between between them he'd just be clawed and bloody mess but the first time he walked in it was like blood all over him and scars and everything he's like where's the manager and the guys at the desk are like oh shit let us get him and i have a camera i'm like please don't tell anyone that guy's from me and they're like yeah he wants to talk to you so I go down i'm like hey what's up big fella how's it going the fucking big fella me motherfucker you know what? i'm like oh my god so everything's running through my head i'm like did i sleep with his wife i don't know what i did i'm like oh my god you know what i mean but the bosses they were there played a joke on me he's like ah pete told me to come over and give you the business i'm like holy shit i think i shit my pants <laughs> yeah uh, because yeah big guy huge massive he was in a he was one of the banes in one of the batman movies you know he was just I, I can't remember which one. They were all kind of crappy, but he was just monster of a guy. I want to go back because I know you got a million stories, and <laughs> I want to try to at least get 200,000 of them in this podcast. <laughs> uh, like your first real kind of start to get acquainted with Arnold's story oh. makes me laugh. Oh, the run, oh, yeah. So I used to run the gym. So you'd see Arnold. Well, first you had World Gym. He never came in. Then one time when I took it over, I said, there's no real cool pictures on the wall of Arnold. So there was a famous photographer named Art Zella. I said, Artie, do you have any pictures of Arnold? He goes, let's go to his office. 
and, you know, pick out some pitches. So I'm like, fuck, cool. You know what I mean? So his office is right there in Santa Monica. You go in, Terminator, Predator. It's like a movie posters, you know. Yeah. There's all props everywhere. And there he is. He's like, Adi, how are you doing? And Adi's like, oh, great, great. See you on. He's like, this is Mike. He runs Gold's Gym. He's like, ah, you're Gold's. I train at Worlds. I said, yeah, well, you own it. He goes, yeah, I know. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, why but wouldn't I, you? Yeah, but I said, I don't know. I would, I would be honored if, if we can take some pictures, you know what I mean? Because no matter what, I know you're familiar with Worlds. You are, you're a part of Gold's history. You guys go hand in hand. He's like, what do you want? I said, I just some cool training shots of you in the old days for pumping iron training at Gold's Gym. He's like, ah, yeah, let's go. So all of a sudden, him and Artie, just like two little kids, what do you think of this one? Oh, no, we get this one. I was just sitting there. I'm like, this is, to me, I'm like, this is so right. fucking yep. cool. This is, the, this is the Terminator. This is, this is, you know what I mean? This is the greatest guy in the world. And he's like a little kid saying, Artie, what do you think this, this, you know, front double dive, front double buy we're looking at, did you? And I was like, oh, remember the one where you won and, and Chevrolet was a sponsor, you know what I mean? So they gave me like, Gave me like, you know, 20 of the top pitchers, you yeah. know? So I'm like, fuck it. I went I went back to Pete. I'm Pete. I was at Arnold's office. I got all these ones to blow up. Pete's like, blow them up or put them up immediately. Yeah. So he blew them up, put them up immediately, and I put a call into his office, you know? And, uh, and Gold's Gym, it's, as you know, it's a factory. It's always a factory. So Arnold's like, I want to come in. Would it be okay if I come in and check out the pitchers? I'm like, oh, my God, absolutely. But no one is going to come in. All of a sudden... You hear weight slamming, people yelling, grunting, screaming. All of a sudden, you hear a pin drop. And my office is upstairs. I'm like, someone dead? I don't, right. hear, I don't hear a yeah. word. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, everyone just stopped. And I was walking through, just looking at the walls. He's like, ah, oh, that's fantastic. And Franco was with him, all the yeah. old timers. You know, they're just like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's fantastic. And I went down. He's like, Mike, great job. Thank you. I'm like, wow, thank you. You know, I'm so appreciative. You know, yeah. you let me have it. And I was like, wow, I've never seen Gold's Gym come to a complete yeah. standstill when he came back. Which is crazy because now it's very different. Yeah. Like for me, I'm still like shell shocked if yeah. I see Arnold yeah. walk in the gym. But now he comes in, he does his thing, everybody leaves him alone. And he trains. It's just, it's amazing to me. Yeah. He trains, but he always finds someone to pick on. He's, yeah. oh, just busting balls all the time. Like, he'll see a huge bodybuilder, you know. I look pretty good. I hope you do legs tomorrow. <laughs> and the guy would be like, like, wait, what? what? Just let it sink <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, you just crushed that guy. He's like, ah. You know? That's so funny. Uh, we had an Arnold encounter actually yesterday. It was so funny <laughs> because. Um, my buddy Brad, who's been on the podcast a lot and listeners probably know who he is, but anyways, uh, he tells this really funny story about the time I introduced him to Hulk Hogan and everything. Um, but the Arnold situation is so different because we're driving down one of the side streets on the way to the gym, you know, taking one of the side roads, coming in the back way and three guys on bicycles, you know, there's trash dumpsters everywhere, all over, construction in the road. Yeah. I could barely get my car down the road, much less, you know, meet in traffic. Sure. So I, I don't remember which one of us said it, but one of us said, that's Arnold. And I just <laughs> stopped in the road and waved for them to come through. Had my window down and my buddy Brad on, on, on the phone yeah. through the car system. And as he rides by, he looks in the window and he goes, good morning. <laughs> and Brad goes, Holy shit. Did I just hear Schwarzenegger say good morning? And I was like, uh, yeah. Um, but like, he's just one of those guys yeah. that I I see him and I'm like, man. Yeah. Like, that's part of history. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the first time I went to his house, you know, he invited me over to watch UFC. Yeah. 
And I'm just like, no way, this can't like, be true. Like, what is this life? Yeah, I'm like, this can't be true. And I'm like a little schoolgirl, like, oh my God, pinch me, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I didn't tell anyone, you probably heard this story, so I didn't tell anyone until the next day, you know, I called my mom and dad, like, what's going on? I said, you can't believe it. Right, yeah. And like, what? I said, uh, I went to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house. Of course, my mother, what'd you do? What'd you break? Did you smash something? I said, no. <laughs> what'd you steal? Yeah, totally. You have to apologize. that would have been me. I'd have been like, yeah. got to get something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. paper towel or back? anything. Yeah, totally. You saw that. What'd you do? You have to go back there. You invite it again. What'd you ruin? You know what I mean? 40 years later, I'm telling a story about this roll of toilet paper that's sitting on my coffee table in the living room. Yeah, it came out of Arnold's house. Totally. I had to take it. I had to take it. And my dad's just like, what? What do you mean you went to Arnold's house? I said, yeah, he invited me to watch UFC. He's like, the governor. I go, yeah. The Terminator. I'm like, yeah. The guy who killed the predator. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's that's all we did in the 80s. We, every other weekend, you go to see an Arnold movie, you know? It was just fucking awesome. And it's like, how, how does this really happen? Yeah. I, I remember the first time, um, like, I really had a like, actual real interaction with Hulk Hogan. We're training at Clearwater Beach. Um, Bushwhacker Luke has the gym and, and I'm in there and Brad, the same guys with me. That's why this is funny. Uh, and I told him, I was like, look, Hogan trains here. Please don't make me look like an idiot. I want to be able to come back to this gym. (laughs) It's one of my favorite places in the world. We go in there and we're working out and all of a sudden he's texting me. That's Hulk Hogan. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Okay, just stop it. Just stop it. Stop. Yeah. It. You're embarrassing me. Whatever. And then I'm, of course, I'm like training arms because I felt comfortable training arms. Completely change whatever the plan was because you know Hulk Hogan's next to you. So I'm doing curls or whatever, and, and and Hogan comes over and he's like, hey, big man, try this. And he pulls a seat off a bench and spins it around. And he's like, try this angle. And I'm like. Oh my god. That was awesome. And so we start we start doing it and like then he starts spotting me. And then next thing I know it's like we're working out together and I'm just like I'm a little kid yeah. from a town of 300 people in Oklahoma. I'm not even supposed to be next to the ocean, <laughs> much less, you know, doing this. And it's like sometimes you just got to step back and go, "Man, it's it's been a good run." Yeah. Like I I feel like you could do that every day here. <laughs> well, I, I know it's real life, but uh, but I always say I would never want to live in California. If I could live in California, <laughs> it would be where I had access to golds every day and access to the beach. And like like you have my dream life in California. The only way I, I, I could make it work. I have a comic book guys waiting for you. Too. I, man, that's crazy, man. Because like you're you're within reach of of both. Yeah, you're right in the middle. Yeah. It's not bad for a guy from uh, New England. Yeah, Bostonian. Where it's snowing like a Miserable. motherfucker uh, right now. Guys are sour. <laughs> They're all sour back there. <laughs> uh, tell tell the Arnold story about about running. Oh, about you okay, running. yeah. So yeah, for all you listeners, like I, I I've been uh, affiliated with Goals for years. I'm still their brand ambassador, and so I knew Arnold, but um, it wasn't until like I think like seven, maybe seven, eight years ago. That he really befriended me and how it started. I was I would always see him in the morning, just like hey, good morning, you know. He keeps it like. Right. Like Matt said, he keeps himself, he trains, says hello, whatever. So it was one morning, you know, I, I don't know what, I can't even remember. Just, you know, I'm there at 4 o'clock working out, 4 a.m., train. I said, I'm just going to go for a run. And back, you know, back then I was running, putting on some pretty good miles. So I'm like probably about four miles out, so I have to come four miles back. So I'm four miles out, about to turn around, and I see these two big guys on bicycles riding toward me. You know, this is a bike path on Santa Monica. So all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, that's Arnold. You know, so he's riding toward me, and I'm just running, riding towards me. All of a sudden, he immediately stops. He's like, what are you doing? 
He said, I'm running. He goes, what did you do? He said, I said I'm doing my cardio. He was like, well, why are you running? What would you do? I said, no, I'm just, I'm just running. I'm you know, like running. I'm getting my cardio. And he's like, yeah, but you're about four miles away. I said, yeah, I know. I'm going to turn around. He's like, are you taking an Uber? I said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn around and run back. He's like, that's like eight miles. I said, yeah. He's like, it's 5.30. You running at eight miles? And I said, ah, I just felt good today. He's like, so you're going to go back to the, he's like, you're going to go back to the gym and train. I said, uh, no, I already trained. He's like, what time did you train? I said, I was in the gym at four. So what, what time did you get up? I go, I got up at 3.30. He's like, up at 3.30, train at 4, 4 to 5, 30, run eight miles, back at the gym, go to work. Fuck off. <laughs> and rode away. And I'm just like, no way. That is the greatest. I mean, if I died five seconds later, it didn't matter. It'd be like, Arnold just told me to go fuck off. That was awesome. You get hit by a truck. <laughs> it's, it's good. It didn't matter. It it's was just, with it. and again, I was like, I couldn't wait to tell my dad that Arnold just told me to fuck off. I said, that is unbelievable. I just loved it. I loved every bit of it. And I was like sprinting home like, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> you know I mean? like my rally cry of the day. How you doing? Fuck off. You know I mean? It was just so crazy fun. And I was just, and I was like, that was just insane. So the next day I'm in the gym early in the morning and all of a sudden he just happens to be coming in in the morning, you know, all of a sudden he's like, Mike, I go, yeah, I don't know. He's like, what did you do? I said, uh, you know, I'm doing deadlifts. I'm feeling pretty good today. He's like, you're going to go for your run? I said, I don't know. I'm, I may switch it up. He goes, you're going to run eight miles? I said, I don't know. I may do the step. How long? 15 minutes? I go, no, if, if I'm going to do it, you know, I'll probably do a 45 to an hour. He's like, and he just turns around and walks away. I was like, that is crazy. What is going on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just what is going on? Then the next day was a Saturday, which this is the funny part. So I'm sitting there training. All of a sudden he comes in. He's like, Mike. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. What's up? What are you doing? I said, I'm doing arms. He's like, yeah, you good, good arms. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. What are you training? I'll do arms too. I'm like, no way. It's just like you with the right. Hulk yeah, Hogan yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah. Do a set, do a set, do a set, do a set. And he's like, come on, you could do more. I'm like, fuck. Do more. He's like, come on, you can do more. Fuck, he's killing me. You know, it's my, I'm just screaming, but I, but I don't want to quit. You know, so after I'm like, we're, j I'm just gas. You know, he's like, he's like, you like UFC? I said, oh yeah, I'm a huge fan. I love it. He's like, my bodyguard will talk to you. I'm like, okay. So he comes over, Dieter's big bodyguard. He's like, uh, he's like, oh, I want you, want you come to the house tonight, watch UFC. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, here's the address. And I'm like, wow, okay. So they walk away. I'm like, so I'm looking at this address. I'm like. I know he fucks with everyone. Is this right. a joke? Do I tell people that I go and that I'm going to go hang out with Arnold Schwarzenegger in his house tonight? Or do I just not say a word? I'm just sitting there. So it's, it's like, you know, Willy Wonka, I get the gold wrapper, but I don't know what to do. So I came home, I just laid on the table. I'm just staring at it. You know, people are like, and I always host the UFC. Like, you're having the UFC tonight? And I'm like, no, I think I got a cold. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? I'm faking I'm sick. I'm like, now nah, you guys can't come over because I don't want to tell anyone. I don't know what to do. So I'm finally I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go. So I drive up. I get the address. And I drive up all of a sudden. He's the only, he has the only gated road in Cal. The road's gated before you get to his gated house. So it's like massive gates. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, obstacle number one. So I drive up. Guys, come on. Can I help you? I'm like, yeah, Mike Ryan for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Guys, like, who? <laughs> I said, Mike Ryan. Oh, okay. So he walks in the, you know, his little guard booth, and I'm like, fuck. This is it. I'm like, fuck, I hate turning around. I'm like, how am I going to back up? I'm going to you turn around. I'm thinking, trying to, how am I going to move my car? He's like, okay, uh, you know where you're going to go? Come on in. He's like, you know where you're going to go? I'm like, yeah. 
Actually, I don't. <laughs> he's like, no, no idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted to be the. T- he's like, you go up, you'll be there, you'll see his gate. I'm like, all right. So I'm driving all of a sudden. I see the big gate, and I'm like, again, I just had his address. Right. So I don't know who to talk to. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So I'm thinking, gate's closed. So I'm like. I'll just climb it. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, I just parked downstairs and I just, the gate was open a little bit. So I just figured I walked through. So I literally get out of my car and I'm walking over and I'm about to climb it. All of a sudden it starts opening. Oh, I'm like, oh, fuck. So I immediately run back in my car. I immediately shut the door. I'm just sitting there. But so the time it opens, I'm sitting there. Like, you know, the driveway's like 100 yards. So the guy's big waving me up. So I just drive, drive, drive. And you drive. And it's like, there's Schwarzenegger. And he's got statues. He's got monuments. I'm like, this place is fucking wicked. So I come out, everyone's just like, hey, Mike, yeah, have a great time. You know, there, Arnold's here. And then Dieter's bodyguard comes on. He's like, hey, Mike, I'm like, Dieter, what's going on? And he goes, ah, he's out back. Let's go out back. And so, okay. He's like, ah, we'll just cut through the house instead of walking around. We start going through the house. The house is just, I mean, it's just gorgeous. But like I said, there's, there's amazing. There's paintings, there's artwork, there's statues. I'm just like, oh, my God, this house is amazing. So he goes like, Arnold's out back. So we go back. He has a giant screening room that's, you know, mm-hmm. the walls collapse, you know what I mean? So I just see Arnold and his and his buddy Rolf Mueller. And they're just facing the screen. I just see their backs. So I'm just starts walking. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. He's like, why I go? I'm early, I guess. I'm the only one here. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, this is a UFC party. It's just, where is everyone? He's supposed like, to be a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's like, there's no party. I go, what? He goes, oh, Arnold just invited you. And I'm like, what the hell? What? Totally in panic. I'm like sweating. I'm like so excited. I'm so nervous. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, wow, that's fucking wicked. You know what I mean? So we walk up and he's like, Mike's here. And I was like, oh, Mike, uh, glad you make it. You know, you want a cigar? I'm like, do I want to smoke a cigar with Arnold Schwarzenegger? This is my head talk. Do I want to smoke a cigar with Arnold Schwarzenegger? You bet your fucking ass you do, but you got to play it cool. I'm like, yeah, I'll try a cigar. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm talking like all oh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, you get a lighter. You know, you know. So I go to sit down, and it's like you know, theater seating and everything. So I take like the last seat on the left. You know what I mean? And I was like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm just gonna sit down over." He's like, "You sit next to me. We're gonna watch the fights." I'm like, "I don't want to sit next to you." You know, so I walk over, yeah. and sit down. All of a sudden, he's having some drinks, smoking cigars, watching UFC. I'm like, he's just chatty, and he was so. He wanted to know like my life. Tell me more about yourself. Tell me about your family. I was like, wow, this guy really like really cares. Like like a buddy would be like, you know, I was like, how's your dad? How's their health? Do they exercise? That's really important. I'm like, whoa, you know. And I was like, do you want to eat? So I'm like, ah, we'll get some pizzas. You know, he needs a box. I'll get some pizzas. He's like, oh, you're so funny. You know, he's like, ah. All of a sudden, he's like, no, we're going to we're going to the living room. So we go in this house. All of a sudden, he had a chef come in. He's like, Mike, I want to prepare a five-course meal for us tonight. We're going to start with a split pea soup followed by some, you know, cuisine. Blah, blah. I'm like, oh, right. my God, this is unbelievable. You know what I mean? Not the typical UFC party. <laughs> not like, the that's t- not the kind of UFC party <laughs> that goes to. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Me too. I'm usually just beers and pretzels. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, whatever, so, whatever we can. Yeah. So the, they pause the fights. We eat. We have this amazing meal, you know? So all of a sudden, the, the, the chef comes out. He goes, um, Mike, do you like desserts? And I'm like... I'm looking around. Everyone's just waiting on me. I'm like, fuck yeah, absolutely. He goes, good. We just made a homemade pie, cherry pie. And I look at Arnold. I'm like, are you going to have a piece? He's like, I'm having one of each. (laughs) (laughs) I go, that is awesome. So about to get two more. We each get two pieces of huge pie. I go, I go, good. I don't feel guilty. He's like, guilty? 
we haven't even had the ice cream yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so they slop ice cream. I'm like smoking cigars, drinking scotch, whiskey, eating apple pie. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I was just like so excited. You know, the, the fights are cool. And after the fights, you know, we're just, I'm, I just like, I'm, I don't know what to say. You know, I'm right. stuttering, stammering. And it's like, I want to. I want to go, but I don't want to leave. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a subtle little thing in there though. Like, like, isn't it reassuring to know that like one of, if not the greatest bodybuilder of all time is like, yep, we're going to overindulge. We're going to eat a bunch of yeah. shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll get rid of it. And, well, and the we'll first thing he says, we'll be in the gym tomorrow. Right. I'm like, absolutely. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Super cool. Because there's, there's so much of the world that just like, like I said, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like they get caught up in one little quote unquote mistake and it yeah. ruins everything they've worked for. Totally. You've been doing this for for so long. Oh God, I started training when I was twelve, and I'm going to be fifty four. I was just getting ready to say what, like, what is it? Like, where did that passion for training come yeah. from? I, it all stems from my dad, obviously. You know, because we had weights in our basement, and he loved training. You know, and he was the first one. Was he a like, big guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was a yeah, he was a pretty big guy. He had an interesting story. You know, that's that's a whole other podcast. But he was like a big guy he didn't have much of a family so he was kind of adopted by the mob in uh back in boston really yeah my my grandmother was this really hot redhead from ireland you know and she was a a, a girlfriend from the gangsters you know really <laughs> yeah so the gangsters kind of adopted my dad my dad would work at the sub shops you know sandwiches running errands my one of my greatest stories my dad's like yeah i used to deliver food for all the all the gangsters and the police department and everything and I'm like, well, how come you're a ter- my dad's a terrible driver? I'm like, oh, you're a terrible driver. He goes, well, I never had driving lessons. I go, how'd that happen? He goes, well, I drive all the time, but I used to smash all the cars. And, and the police would be like, you know, they knew they knew him because, you know, who yeah. he's affiliated with. Yeah. So they'd be like, well, you at least get a license for crying out loud. We can't arrest you, but at least, you know what I mean? So I go, what you do? He goes, the DMV came to the sandwich shop I was working for. The guy took my pitch and the next day I had a license. No kidding. <laughs> that's said, so crazy. <laughs> oh my that's God. How, that, I mean, that's how growing up, you know, the 50s, 60s in Boston, New York, right. with the gangsters. You know like what I mean? everything you see yeah, in the movies. Yeah, it was so factual. It's like, I said, no wonder why you're telling me. He goes, yeah, I never learned the rose of the road. And he's, no and he's the worst, kidding. To this day, he's the worst driver ever. Oh my but, God. I, okay, thank you, because yeah. a lot of people say I am. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. he can have that. Yeah, yeah. So so he trained all the time. Yeah, yes. I mean, growing up in that environment, there's always these, you know, and the wrestlers, a lot of the wrestlers were, you know, the, the gangsters love the wrestlers. Yeah. So they're in town, you know, I mean, ah, you know, Bruno San Martino, you know, the, the, all the Italians loved him, you know. So my dad would go in town and he'd be like, hey, you want to work out with these guys? You know, so my dad, a little kid, you know, I started training, yeah. getting involved. So all of a sudden he just kept that passion for training and training and working out and training, you know, and kept all the weights and when i started coming of age at 12 years old you know i would see him go down the cellar in the basement work out he's like come on i'll teach you how which was the best thing you know what i mean he didn't let me just go at it right you know he did this what you do follow the guidelines and he would and we would go to the store he'd be like you know one of the first books was uh the franco book of training arnold's book of uh the first book of working out and joe weeder you know these guys there was so much Good information. Yeah. And back then, the magazines were more informative than the magazines now just add, you know, everything's an ad Everybody's campaign. Everybody's trying to sell something. Yeah, and it's just bullshit. Yep. You know? Nobody's trying to teach you anything anymore. Yeah, right. Like, like everybody wants you to, to, to subscribe to something or yeah. they want to sell you something. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about the guys that, like, okay, like Mark Bell, yeah. who puts out so much content, so much information, watching your Instagram stories. Oh, uh, like, the things that you do are giving away knowledge yeah. and, and trying to teach and educate people. That's, that's what I love to do about like the sport of bull riding, yeah. you know, and rodeo and Western sports and like our lifestyle. I like to educate people um, because you feel like you're, 
you're doing a service to somebody. Absolutely. There's not a, there's not enough of that in the world. Well, I wish you educated me one time. I was driving across country and I was in a God, this is when I was first coming out to California, probably 19. No, it was after right when I, 88, I think. I was driving across country. I was with my brother and a buddy. He played football for Harvard. So educated, you know, we're outside of Dallas and we see the sign for like biggest rodeo in town. Come on down. So like we got to go see a rodeo. Right. We're two hardcore, three hardcore Yankees. You know what I mean? We're in, we're in somewhere in Mudville, Texas, you know? So we, we show up and all of a sudden, you know, they, they, everyone's just drinking. We're just, so we're just pounding drinks, pounding drinks. And, you know, they're doing all the barrel, all the barrel riding and everything. That's cool. And every, every once in a while, they'd be like, grab the, grab the purse off, off old Bessie's head and get a hundred dollars. Get a hundred dollars. So we're driving across country. You know what I mean? I just finished playing college football. My brother's like, he's like, what's that mean? I don't know. He's like, well, we could use a hundred bucks. I'm like, I don't know. Let's get another beer. We get another beer. And the next announcement coming up, all you cowboys getting that ring and get that hundred from old Bessie. You know? So we're like, we're like, just in my brother, of course, my brother, and my buddy, they're just like, Mike, Fucking Division One college football player. What is old Bessie? She's got to be old. And look at these guys in in the ring. All of a sudden, they make the announcement. All right, all you Cowboys, get in this, get in the ring. And there was guys were just drunk, just falling over each other, jumping in. And I'm like, and I'm like, this is gonna be ridiculous. This there's no competition. It's like taking candy from a baby. They're like, you got to go in. So I start walking down. I'm about to hop over the fence to get in the in the ring, and all of a sudden, old Bessie comes out, and it's like a, probably. A, 18,000 pound Brahma bull <laughs> and it has a hundred dollar bill taped to its forehead right in the middle and I'm like what the fuck is going on here and I just see the bull and all these drunk cowboys just stand there and the bull just proceeds to kill literally crush people I saw a guy like broke his arm another guy got knocked out and these, the rodeo clowns are just dragging people out by the boots and everyone is just cheering and, and screaming and I look at my brother and my buddy were like that's fucking crazy I've always said like tell all the rock and roll stories you want it pales in comparison to what rednecks do for oh fun. my god that was insane and I and I was just like the first time in my life I ever denied a challenge <laughs> Because no one won. So, I mean, so did you just get the hell out of there? Yeah, or? I was about to hop off. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I went in the stands. And I look at my brother. Of course, my brother's drunk. He's like, do it. We, it do yeah, it. No, no. He's like, we're just watching guys literally. Like, guys were getting. Demolition Derby. Guys were getting broken. Yeah. Shattered. And I, I mean, and the bull is relentless. And I'm just like, where? I'm like, that's not old Bessie. That's angry Bessie. You know what I mean? And that's Bessie's big brother that comes to. Yeah, he's pissed off. And it must have been like it had to been like eight guys literally got carted out, and my brother and my buddy are just like, you could have do it, but man, if you get hurt, so funny. You're, we're stuck in Dallas until you recover for like months because these guys got killed, and I'm like, and I just always said, there's no fucking way, there's no way, and and then all of a sudden we watch bull riding, and I'm like. What is the mentality for someone to get on these things? They're just but so you, angry. You talk to some of the guys, and, and like they're so calm and they're so mild mannered, and, and like it's hard to believe that the the athletes in bull riding can get so amped up to do something so intense. Yeah. When when you talk to them, you sit set them down and just just visit with them. I mean, there a lot of them are are more mild mannered than the people at the gym. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Just chill. Yeah. Just super well, chill. Well, maybe man. they probably want to transfer that energy onto the bull. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, it, it, it's it's a wild, wild sport. Speaking of sports, what positions you play? Football. I was a, I was a tailback in college. Okay, so you were athletic. You were fast. Yeah, 
Um, were you always a, a big kid? Well, you know, like I said, I started training at 12. So, so did you, you know, I know you eased into it, but like when you're in college, high school, are you training heavy? Are you yeah. getting bulky? Oh yeah, bulky? absolutely. Yeah. Like I trained in, I trained in the, probably one of the, my first gym was like the greatest experience where I loved gyms. It was on a, it was on a freeway right next to a strip joint. And it was awesome. Perfect. You know what I mean? So I showed up. I didn't have any money. Your whole life really has been a dream. <laughs> like, it's perfect. I know. Yeah. So I showed up. I had no money. So I told the guys. And they were just, these guys are just all huge juice guys. You know what I mean? They would be like, I go, I got no money, but I'll pick up your weights if you give me a membership. And the guy just, the guy who owned the place goes, that's the fucking greatest thing I ever heard. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. He goes, you just want to work out and you pick up my gym? I said, yeah. He's like, fuck yes absolutely but and, and it was just it was my first exposure to bodybuilding steroids and strippers you know what i mean i had a life's lesson at age 13 it was awesome but like you didn't start you didn't start juicing no i never did and, that, and that's yeah. what i was gonna say like you, you never got into the well, steroid yeah, thing i know because i always um and the guys would always tell me it's like whatever you don't juice don't juice you're too young don't juice now don't don't and this is the guy this guy was telling me one time when i was as he was injecting his pip right <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like i'm like why are you what are you doing he's like ah, he needs to be more aggressive i said you're out of your mind you know what i mean this guy was mental absolutely mental actually yeah i, I was gonna get some more but it's too disturbing <laughs> so many disturbing people in my life it's crazy how people yeah. look at steroids and i mean i i looked nowhere near like you do but people give me shit all the time like yeah oh, yeah there's no way you're getting that big without take but you know and, and i'll take a drug test anytime but who gives a shit? Yeah. That's how I look at it. Like, who gives a shit what you're doing? Totally. I mean, I don't think it's cheating. What are you cheating? Because you still got to go put the work in. Absolutely. Like, I don't care what you're on. Yeah. You've still got to put the work. There is no magic pill. There is no magic pill. Um, no, well, no, there is a little magic pill. Well, it's no. blue. But it's totally, totally different type of magic we're talking about. Boy, does that work wonders? <laughs> don't get any ideas over there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Did I, you get I your just, shipment. I just sorry, sorry. <laughs> got free samples. Um, no, now they they do it all discreet and everything. Send it to you in the mail. Oh, you know, know they've got different names yeah. for different things. Sure. I guess I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I hear a lot. Hymns, Romans. I mean, I yeah. heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's so funny because I, I get I get caught up and I'll get down these little rabbit holes on social media. People talking shit. Oh, you're on steroids or not? Not me, but like quote unquote uh, fitness. Or, uh, influencers? influencers yeah i never can remember that word yeah. but it's like oh you know you look like that because because you're taking steroids who gives a fuck yeah, right like that guy's working his ass yeah. off well back then i mean back years ago i mean with the drugs going rampant in the 80s into 90s and, and there was so much drug abuse that they did how to make it illegal you know kids were taken and it was and it was just you know people were abusing the hell out of it sadly when you look in the wall in the third room yeah. I mean, there's a wall of all the guys that compete in the '90s, and probably seven percent are dead or just not functioning. But but as as time progresses, just like with anything, there's more and more education about things. Absolutely, there's more and more regulations. Totally. You start to learn, yeah. understand how things work. And, yeah. and and I am in no way, shape, or form condoning you know, like, yeah, go out and start taking steroids or anything like that. I'm just saying like. There's bigger problems in the world. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I know. Yeah, when the government comes down on, when they had baseball hearings for steroid use, it was like, spare me. Who you gotta be out of your shit? mind. You gotta be out of your fucking Pete Rose. Pete Rose kind of back in the news now. Oh, I know. He He's wanting to get reinstated yeah. and put him in the Hall of Fame. And I'm put like, him in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. He belongs there. He deserves it. You know, you've got guys that... Yeah, his betting did not keep him from hitting whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? He's still got more hits than anybody else. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. I don't care. Joke. And, and now, you know, I... Everybody's starting to find out 
so and so's cheating, so and so's cheating. This team cheated. Oh yeah, oh totally. Speaking of, you're a Patriots fan. Yeah, <laughs> and Red Sox. Red Sox. They had Cora who stole all the signals for their World Series. And look, if you ain't what, cheating, you ain't athlete? trying. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's right, Absolutely. man. Who totally. cares? And that's what every professional athlete says too. In high school, we yeah. were stealing signals. You know why? Because they helped us win. Of course. And if you don't want to win, you're, you're a bitch. Yeah, right. You're not in the right. You're like in it, the right sport. I don't know. What do you think the keys to success are? Uh, you know, random little curveball. Yeah. Well, I talked to Arnold about this. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I always, I'm just so, you know, I'm so in awe of him all the time. You know, I'm like, just, just, what do you, what do you say to someone? You know, how, do, how do you be successful? And his, he always comes down to just hard work. Hard, hard work's the key to life. You work hard at anything, you'll be successful. You know, and he, and he brings up uh, like Lou Ferrigno. You know, it's like people always compare Lou Ferrigno. You know, sometimes he didn't have the career that you did. He didn't have the movie career. He goes, "I love Lou Ferrigno because Lou Ferrigno worked hard every day of his life, and he's and he's a great dad, and he's a great role model, and he just works hard at everything he does." And he goes to me, "That that's amazing." I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." Yeah, yeah. I, I love people that that have a success story because of how hard they work and how many times they failed at yeah, something. Sure, and I love people. That love other people. Yeah, and I say it all the time. Like I love people. Yeah. Holy shit, I hate people though. Right. I, 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 I mean, I do because it. it's human nature. Yeah. But I love to see like when you walk in that gym. And I was telling her earlier, some of the biggest monsters I've ever seen in my life have been in that gym just down the street. Sure. And I, they're intimidating. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that are that huge are intimidating. But to watch them interact with other people and the older people in the gym and with big smiles on their faces and it's like. Like I'm drawn to people that are that respectful to everybody. Yeah. When you walk in my gym, there's a big sign that says "respect given slash earned" because you've got to give respect sure. before you can earn it. In in my, in my world, like you're never going to earn my respect until you give respect to everybody else. And that's yeah, it should be universal. It should be. Yeah. Uh, sadly, it's not though. No. You know, it's it's crazy. My, my first uh, one of my first stories with Ronnie Coleman. And if you list is Ronnie Coleman was probably one of the best bodybuilders, definitely one of the strongest bodybuilders. Yeah. He was a monster. So he was, he would, you know, they would call goals. He'd be like, hey, Olympia's coming up. And back in the 90s, everyone would go to goals before the Olympia competition. They'd all train there since the pump and iron days. Like everyone was trained there. You had all the European guys coming. You had Gunther from Germany. You had uh, Nasser or somebody. You had, uh, you had Ron Coleman. Of course, in goals, you had Flex, Paul DeLette, Chris Cormier. Huge, just huge guys, you know. Yeah. So I, had a, I actually had to call the manufacturers because we had dumbbells that went up to like 160. Yeah. And the guy's like, we need more dumbbells. I'm like, what do you need? 160, 165, 170, all the way to 200. So I called the manufacturer. I said, hey, I need you guys to make me 200-pound dumbbells. He's like, it's going to be like four foot long. I'm like, I don't care. You got to make it. it. Yeah, figure it out. So we made all these giant dumbbells, you know, and they came in and like Ronnie Coleman, these guys were loving it, throwing weights around. I'm like, man, they're so big and strong. And and uh, so the Olympia comes around, and I'm, you know, as Gold Gym, we're always, you know, sponsors. So I'm just happen to be walking by a row, and Ron is just like, Mike. I go, how are you feeling? He's like, good, good, good. What are you doing? He's like, I said, I'm just walking around. He's like, how are you gonna watch TV with me? I go, what do you watch? He goes, I always want to watch a Godzilla or a King Kong movie before I compete. Really? I go get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah, I love Godzilla. I'm like, all right. So all of a sudden, he had VHS tapes of Godzilla vs. Monster Zero. That's hilarious. So I'm That's watching awesome. Godzilla movies with Ronnie Coleman before the Olympia. Ronnie Coleman is such an enigma. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because like 
everybody has the debate who's the greatest of all time whatever like i'm like i said i'm just i'm a fan of the sport i'm a fan of the guys fan of um, the accomplishments and i love the fact that and you may you may have talked about this on one of those other podcasts i know everybody talks about what he says you know would you go back and change anything not at all no that was that was I'd a cool thing to get another rep tried, with 800, 800 pounds. pounds yeah that's the greatest thing i ever heard i i love it he was so debilitated and i'm like everyone's just feeling sorry for him and i was like i saw that documentary ron coleman i'm like are you fucking kidding me i saw that documentary ron coleman and he's just a beast yeah. he gave everything he had and that's what his passion that's all he wanted to do he has no regrets except not trying to 800 pounds for another rep that is awesome how do you feel sorry for somebody that got the exact thing in life they wanted, wanted. and he doesn't feel sorry no you see him at a show yeah. oh man lightweight baby yeah still training like <laughs> yeah. days after he had yeah. surgery he's oh, always back and, in the and he's the nicest coolest guy ever never yeah I've, I've never been around him but uh i've got some friends that train down there at uh you know metro flex in, in arlington <laughs> yeah talk about a shithole oh total shithole oh my god no they, they don't even have dust off the dumbbells that place is such a dump but brian <laughs> brian dobson yeah same thing man he's such a good hearted right kind caring guy and like just loves to see people come in and yep. train yeah it's like this oh that place is a factory it, it, it's nuts man yeah. and it's it's a little garage yeah in a strip mall kind of right. warehouse type place. And there's just weights everywhere. And I can't wait to get back there every time I go to the <laughs> I know I'd love to world. get in there too. I think that'd be a blast. It is, it is. And and it's it's there's two places in the world that I will go and train and if it was anywhere else, I would look at it and go, This is a shit box. <laughs> Somebody needs to clean. But it's it's Metroflex and Golds. Yeah. You know, I mean there it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what's on the well, floor. To me, it matters. Wall. Oh my god! Because I used to run it. I, had, I at least I had right. I had, right. I had unity and, and was, everything made sense. You could find weights, you know. Yeah. And I used to battle guys all the time, you know, like the Barbarian Brothers. You remember the Barbarian Brothers? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two, they were these twins. They were huge, huge, strong, crazy guys, you know. And they would just throw dumbbells, and they would throw them at each other. They would always fight. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. They were, they, and they were, they were just my. They, they were the. You know what I mean? They were my nemesis. Yeah. I show up in the gym, like, what's going on? Uh, Peter and Paula fight, and all the dumbbells are all over the place, and they smashed a mirror. And I'd be like, oh, that's a good morning. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? No yeah. one died. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they'd go outside and push each other and knock over all the motorcycles and yeah. fight oh over motorcycles. Oh, my motorcycles. gosh. <laughs> they were insane. And the craziest thing, Lyle Elzada was training there. This is how oh, tough man. Lyle Elzada was. People were like, oh, he's a tough guy. I mean, this guy was Dirt, you know, like mad I bulls that you're right, tough. Yeah. Like the barbarians, if you guys ever Google the barbarian bodybuilding twin brothers, they were massive and they were strong as shit. I mean, like 600 pound bench. They were big, strong, crazy dudes. And uh, they kept yelling and throwing shit. So one day Lyle just lost his shit. And Lyle, if, again, if you guys don't know, Lyle Alzado was a football player and he was probably one of the most feared linemen at a time. And then he turned into an actor. Yeah. A TV yeah, show yeah, for a long time. Yeah, he yep. did everything. He actually fought Muhammad Ali. He really? Wanted, yeah. I didn't know that. He wanted to fight Ali. It was like a charity boxing match. Yeah. And he came out and he tried to fucking knock him out. And then it, and it then was, Ali just peppered him. You know what I mean? And then ultimately, it was AIDS, wasn't it? it was yeah. It well, no, he had a, uh, brain cancer, brain tumors. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they think from all the, the Jews, but who never knows? Yeah. So the barbarians, so yeah, so the barbarians are just driving Lilo Zato. And Lilo Zato is probably 6'5", and the barbarians like probably 6'4". I mean, these guys are just huge men. He got between him. He was like, I'm so sick of you guys fucking yelling. And these guys are like, fuck you, fuck you, Lyle, fuck you. He grabbed them so fast by the head and smashed their heads together oh that they God. went down. And uh, people were just like, 
Oh my God, Lyle Elzado is probably one of the toughest men in the world. <laughs> Crazy tough. And these guys are just rubbing their heads like, oh, fuck, what happened? I was like, you smash your heads in. <laughs> it's, That's it's, amazing. It's funny sometimes how people get that reputation and then all of a sudden it takes one little humbling process oh, to kind of change yep. the perspective. It was. <laughs> I bet, man, I, I just, I try to sit and I think about all the tough guys, all the strong guys that you've seen, you know, in the 30 years that you've been out here in, in California. But, you take Arnold out of the equation. Um, like who? Who's somebody that's walked into the gym that you still to this day kind of go? That's crazy that like I I bumped into that guy or that I I saw that guy or he came in my gym. Uh, Michael Jordan. Really? Michael Jordan came in. There was they were. Um, Michael Jordan is the Michael Jordan of sports. I'm yeah. just saying that. <laughs> it's it's a great way to put it. that. Actually, and that was the second time the gym came to a standstill. Really? Yeah, they were playing. It was the Lakers. And the the Bulls were at the, the the prime, and all of a sudden, this guy comes in with this little trainer. Little trainer says, "Hey, can we train for the day?" I'm like, "Fuck, Michael, absolutely!" Right? Came in, right. and all of a sudden, people were just like. There goes probably not just the greatest basketball player, one of the greatest athletes ever. You know what I mean? Because he could yeah. play baseball, he can golf, he could do everything. And he just came in and he trained with such intensity, yeah. like like bodybuilding about to compete intensity, power clean, squats. Like, and I'm like, this guy plays basketball. What the fuck? You know what I mean? He was just throwing weights around. He was so intense. You know really? I mean? Yeah. And I was like, man, I was. I, I That's always, cool. Love the guy always, but after right. seeing him train with such intensity and and you know like like fever, like just like oh he was he was so gassed up, and I'm like, this guy is fucking crazy. He wants to fight the weights, you know. Yeah. He was that into it, and his trainer was this you know super brilliant guy, Tim Grover. You know, stay with him for his whole career. He had him doing everything, and I'm like, wow, for a basketball game, this guy's doing power cleans, hang cleans, squats. You know, I'm just like, that is just insane. And not just like the bar. Right. Like as heavy as you like can go. Weight. Heavy as you can go. Train harder. Next drill. Overhead press. Crush it. Go nuts. Dumbbells. Throw them around. And he just left. And I was just like, and he left. And everyone just there. And I was just like, he came up to me. And I was like, thanks for the gym. I said, oh, my God, thank you. This is one of the coolest days ever. You know, and then it just happened to be one of the guys was coming off the, the basketball courts of Venice Beach. Yeah. He walks in. And he's like, oh, kind of it's like. Has the ball and Jordan just goes, grabs the ball from him. He's like, "Give me a marker." Signed it. Really? And, and then he's like, "He's like, can you put my name on it?" And his <laughs> kid's name was Mike. He's like, "Sure, to Mike, Michael Jordan." And just walked out. Like that was the fucking coolest thing ever. Isn't that cool? He was just awesome. He was so awesome. You know what I mean? And the same thing. The same like. There's always like. There's always the you know error presence. Like what's going to happen to Gold Gym? Who's coming in next? So people are always humble. And when he came in, I was like, oh, I hope no one bothers him. But everyone's just like, even the body was like, that's the fucking best. He can use the rack. Yeah. Like people just <laughs> yeah. stepped away from him. You know what I mean? I, I got on a machine today and I, I never train abs, obviously. Really? Um, that's yeah. shocking. I, I know, right? <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> um, but, but, but today I, I got on one of those little ab crunch machines and it went, and I had this thought because I don't, it was sometime last year we were here and we bumped into Arnold. Yeah. And, um, I'm warming up. I'm going to do legs, which, like, you know, first time in six months because I hate doing legs. But, <laughs> anyways, I, I'm a total Again, bitch. Again, shocking. I know. I'm a total bitch when it comes to, like, leg days. But, anyways. Uh, At least and, you can admit it. She's got her cell phone out, and she's she's videoing me. And I'm like, what are you doing? Because I've got super lightweight on. I'm just kind of trying to get my legs warm a little bit. Cause, and I'm like, 
stop, you're making me look like a bitch. Like, don't put that out there. And she just has this look on her face. Well, then she shows me the video, and I notice that on the side of the video, Arnold's right behind me training abs. And she was just like, oh, I just thought it'd be cool. And I was like, hell yeah, look at me. I'm training with Arnold. <laughs> yeah, like totally. We're side by side. Had no idea he was next Oh, that's to me. awesome. But, uh, and I'm on this machine today doing abs. And I'm like, this is the same fucking machine Arnold was, was using. You <laughs> a know? year so ago. Then all of a sudden it became cool. Yeah. Uh, it, but there, there's so much history in that place. Um, I feel that way. You know, you talk about Jordan. Like I, I look at The Rock that way. Uh Obviously, I've never seen him train, but everything he puts out, he just yeah. he acts like a beast. Beast, just push, push. push. Like, I, like it was funny when because uh, he when he first broke into wrestling, right? We he, sorry for stuttering, but we liked each other immediately. A college yeah. football player, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, because the wrestlers, wrestlers would come in, they would stay months at a time. They would stay right in Venice because they would wrestle through all California. Back then, they would drive to the venues, so they always stay in in Venice. So Dwayne was just so dry and, you know, people like, oh, he's a new, uh, he's a, and he was a heel at first. He was a bad guy. You know, if you knew him yeah. first broke yeah, yeah, wrestling, yeah. he was a bad guy. Like, it was so funny, you know what I mean? How, how can The Rock, you know what I mean? He does all these Disney movies. Yeah, everybody be the loves right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he came in, he's like the bad guy. But he didn't, you know, he was so raw. He's like, where do I eat? Where do I stay? Let's train, you know? So I got to know him pretty well. Then when you you know his career is taking off, career is taking off. You know he's always super cool. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna come to town. I'm gonna come to town. You want to train? I'd be like, yeah, because he you know he just respected my training. He goes, I yeah. know you won't fuck around. We'll right. train. Cool. Then when you know he calls me, he's like, hey Mike, I gotta do this mummy movie. I need help. You know what I mean? I still need to. I still want to keep the wrestling away, but I, it would be cool if I could get a little leaner. I'm like, yeah, come on down. We'll, we'll devise a plan. And he was the first guy to, to take me on the road. He called Universal. Is like I, I need I need this buddy. Of course, Universal's like done. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And 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 he is no joke when he says he wants to get up at three fifty to train. He's up at three fifty training. Yeah. It's not like three fifty have coffee, walk around, chat. You know, four thirty hit a weight. It's go time. Yeah. And I knew that from when I first met him. I knew this fucking guy's intense. So he'd be like, "Yeah, hey, we're going to train at four. I'd be up like, "I got to be there at least fifteen minutes early." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was there fifteen minutes. He'd be there for. 16 minutes you know what I mean yeah be like I and I'd be like fuck I knew constant competition yeah, totally I know he's gonna fuck me somehow he always that one time and and if someone was late on the set or someone slept in like everyone would always tell Dwayne you know what I mean yeah. so we do a set hold on a second guys I just want you to know DP slept in today couldn't get his ass out of bed <laughs> well me and Mike are in the gym at 340 just want everyone to know okay keep filming I mean, like, oh my gosh that. that's everyone's balls yeah super cool one of the coolest things that ever happened was when I'm during the Scorpion King. Remember uh, Michael, Michael T. What was his, the big guy, the Green Mountain? I mean, the Green Mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what was his name? Michael, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. about. Boy, I apologize. I can't remember. His, yeah, yeah, you got to look it up. So he's in the movie and they're doing the, a fight scene. And uh, so Michael's just like, all right, I'm going to come close. Uh, Dwayne's like, you know, I know how to pull punches. Don't lean into it. I know how to pull punches. You know what I mean? Wrestling. Right. It looks I'm like I'm going to hit you. This. Uh, look, yeah, and Michael's like, well, you know, in Hollywood, we usually turn our heads so we can get the get the head snap. So I'm going to lean in, turn my head. He's like, don't turn, don't lean in, but you can turn your head in because I know how to pull my punches. So everyone's just like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? These guys are both massive, massive men. And all of a sudden, it's like the drag's like, okay, and action. All of a sudden, ran. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Dwayne punched him right in the mouth, and the guy knocked a tooth out. Oh, shit. Went flying. And he's like, 
oh fuck and it, you know he turned red in a second all of a sudden Dwayne's just like ready ready <laughs> oh my god and all of a sudden the director and the, the, the production's like push me in the middle like break it up I'm like fuck am I gonna do yeah, right? in the middle of this Five I didn't do nothing nothing between these guys you know <laughs> so I look at it I'm like and Dwayne's just like oh my god I'm so sorry and Michael's just like oh he's like motherfucker you knocked my tooth out Drag is like go to the go to the we're done Go to, the, go to the dentist, have him put it in, you know what I mean? Because some guy actually ran over and picked his tooth up. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, knocked his tooth out right there. And Dwayne, believe it or not, Dwayne's like, I felt so terrible, but I told him not to lean in. I said, I heard it. And then Michael came back later. He's like, man, no hard feelings. He goes, I know. He goes, I didn't realize you were so good at, you know what I mean, throwing and not connecting. He goes, I figured I, because so many guys, you know, they swing and they're like five, yeah, a foot away, so you have to lean into it, you know. Yeah, yeah, so just smack right in the chops. <laughs> I want, I want to talk a little bit about training. Actually, you go. Oh, asking my question. Yeah. I, no, I had a question because I trained sh- like arms and shoulders really hard the other night, and okay. I was not sore at all. Okay. So, am I doing something wrong? Are you supposed to be sore every time? Well, it, there comes a point that you're not going to be sore every time, but you should feel it. And if you trained intensely, you, you should have been sore. So you have to look at when was the last time you trained prior. What variations did you try? What rep schemes did you try? What rest time did you try? It's it's like war, shock in all the body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, I do the shoulder routine, I do presses, then I go to laterals, then I go to front raise, and I do rear delt, and you switch it up. Right. Switch everything up. Yeah. Switch it up. Switch the times you train. Switch, you know what I mean? Switch your reps. Everyone's like, well, you know, I like to go 25. If you're usually doing high reps, Start is like do your warm up, then go like five reps, two reps, three reps, one rep as heavy as you can. And then other days, hundred rep sets. Yeah. You do that once in a while. Just four sets of twenty five reps, and you are burning. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If, if something's stagnant, just look at your past history of okay, I feel I should have been sore. Maybe there's a, little, a missing component here. Okay. Yeah, just switch it up. Definitely. Yesterday I did chest, and, and I usually start with like you know an incline and try to go up top, and then try to go down low and do like a decline, and then finish with a lot of like you know compression there in the middle and everything. Yesterday I went ass backwards. I started with everything on decline, and then I worked my way up, and I finished with incline, which you know I never really do, do that. that. I was so sore last night when I awesome. went to work. That yeah. it, I mean, it, it was like, it, it's a good feeling. Yeah, totally. But, but that feeling keeps people out of the gym. Of course. You know, anytime somebody starts to feel the slightest bit of pain. Yeah, it's terrible. They they associate it with negativity. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's such a positive feeling. Yeah. You get well, to feel well, sore because is, you're making People don't know progress. between actual pain and injury. Mm-hmm. Are, it's like, are you injured? Yep. Can, can you lift your arm when you're not lifting anything? Does it hurt just laying there? If that's the case, then you're injured. If it only hurts when, oh my God, I went to lift up a bottle of water and my arm was right. killing me, Big deal. that's good pain, that's soreness, that's yeah. what you want, that's what you aspire to have all the time. Okay, let me ask you this. Are, are you big into massage? Oh, like totally. Like recovery? Uh, you know, I hate to say it again, I'm the worst example of myself, yep. but I work with like three guys and I just, every client, you got to get worked on at least once a week, get the kinks out, get everything. Agreed, because... Yep. Like I, I, I can feel my body and I know that like I get tight and I get yeah, absolutely and and if you're tight, you're constricted, yep. your body's not getting to, totally. to live Abdomen up to its recovery, you're not getting the blood flow, especially for injury, muscle repair, tissue repair. But it's weird because people associate massage with a luxury. Oh, please, I know, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like oh <laughs> like that's something rich people yeah, do. No. They go to spas. We don't go to spas. No. <laughs> if you're going to get a massage like you're Keeping your body yeah. prepared for the next day. Yeah, the guy I go to, he has 
lasers, metal instruments. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like Frankenstein's. Yes. Yeah. You know, Frankenstein, Dr. And Frankenstein. Oh, absolutely. Like like massages are supposed yeah. to hurt. Yeah. We're not, yeah, we're not, we're, not, we're not like Robert Kraft going to yeah. South Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the Aaron Hernandez stuff. Oh, my God. What that about was, that? Did you see that documentary? Yeah. It was crazy. Nuts. Crazy. Now, did did you follow it? Because being a Patriots fan, Loved did them. you follow it like right when it Absolutely. was happening? Absolutely. Of course, my parents, it was on the news every night in right. Boston like, they're like he killed a, he killed his friend. And all of a sudden, two days later, they think he shot a guy at a red light. Yeah, and all of a sudden, and then there's all these crazy accusations about all these missing bodies in Florida. You Isn't know what that I mean? Wild, like man. people don't know if this guy was just a natural born serial killer, just wanted to kill people for no reason. But but again, it's like oh, that can't happen because he signed a forty million dollar yep, contract. They're still humans. Yep. Everybody that you see on TV is still oh, a know. human. Yeah. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. I don't. I don't know if he did it or not. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. It is what it is. Yeah, it's just it's a tragedy. You know, it people is. Are killed. You know, he was a great player. He had so much potential. You know. You know yeah. the the whole thing with Kobe. You know, people start drumming up negativity, and people start oh, saying that was the worst. People oh start. God. They they immediately start saying, "Well, you know, these people died over here." My argument is, I understand that, and and, and I completely appreciate the thought behind what you're saying. But rarely do you find people in life that provide so much positivity Absolutely. to people that they don't even yeah. know. Like, I mean, I'm not a huge Lakers fan. I'm not a huge yeah. NBA guy. But I saw how many people, you know, had smiles on their face because of a guy. Yep. How can you not be sad? He was amazing. He, it's he, crazy. I met him when he was probably 17. Really? Yeah, he used to go to Gold's. Yeah. Is another who didn't go? I know, to totally, I mean, yeah, really. Uh, it, yeah, man. I was so fortunate to be there. But uh, and he was fun. He was super fun, and he was just such an excitable kid. You know, he would come in and he just and he would train. He would train like Jordan. Yeah, you know, his trainer would put the boots to him, and he did boxing. He did everything, and he wasn't afraid. He loved training. He loved training with bodybuilders, and we used to tell him, Kobe, everyone's going to be in town. The Olympias. He would be like, Mike, when's the Olympias? Like, like two weeks. He goes, everyone's going to be here. I go, yeah, everyone's going to be here. Why? He's like, I'm going to come in and train. That's he would cool. come in, but here's the best. He would come in, a giant bag of McDonald's French fries, <laughs> and the and I'm like, and you could always smell McDonald's French fries. So I'm like, I'm like, Kobe, what are you doing? He's like, I'm gonna work out today. I go, no fucking way. You're walking in with a bag of McDonald's French fries. We got like 15 of the top Olympic contenders dieting. He's like, no, it's good. Don't worry about it. And he would literally walk behind him. Oh my you guys, god! You guys got a big show this week, and they're going to be like Flex, Coleman, Paul Delette, Chris. Like, oh my god! Fucking Kobe, get the fuck out of here! He's like, what? Are you guys done with this machine? And you could smell the McDonald's French fries. It would the smell would go through the whole gym, and people would be like, "Is that McDonald's French fries?" And Kobe just be sitting there, and be like, "Are you guys done with that machine?" And be like, "Kobe, get the fuck out!" You guys would be leaving. I can't. I can't. Even, I can't even think. I'm just thinking McDonald's French fries. Fucking Kobe Bryant. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna fucking kill oh. him. And Kobe just said to every. And it wasn't the next day. You come in, handful of cheeseburgers. Oh my god. Oh my are you god. Guys, you guys got the big bodybuilding show this weekend, right? People are like, are you fucking kidding me, Kobe? <laughs> you know what I mean? He would bust their chops, and it was like, so fun. Like he's just a lovable guy. I feel like the most successful people in the world have like two common denominators now, and, and it's like they work hard, and they. They enjoy, enjoy life, life. Like without a doubt, busting balls, Absolutely. fucking with people. Yeah. That's why I love stand-up comedians. You know, I, and I, 
I got to go do Theo Vaughn's podcast this week, and one of the things I was telling him is like, I, I love stand up comedians because they understand that life really isn't that serious. Yeah. You know, you you gotta you gotta laugh about things that are funny. I know. And sometimes people get so caught up in, well, that's not politically correct. Well, no, fuck you. Over it. Yeah. And the, the state of this country is embarrassing. Like, I, especially at the gym, it's so international. You know, you turn on the news and like, what's going on? The, what's going on with your government? I'm like, right. don't even ask. Right. Don't even ask. You know, people are just people are just mad and upset over nothing. I, uh, I and I was going to ask you that because uh, you know obviously the the culture of the gym has has stayed somewhat the same um, ownership changed hands all that stuff whatever do you ever I mean do you ever stop and go man this place is like really changed or, or does do things ever bother you about the place well yeah I mean of course you know what I mean you want to keep it clean and, and the upkeep and but uh, overall it has energy yeah you know it, I mean? it's still got that same. Yeah. It factor, whatever from, it is. From when Arnold came in in 1965, it still has that. Yeah, it's an it factor. You, I saw, you can't. I saw fucking Dorian Yates walk in the the last time we were out here, and he just walks in and he's you know standing at the counter, yeah. and I didn't know, but I just look over and I'm like, holy shit, that's Dorian Yates is standing at the counter, and like you start to look around and there's Dexter Jackson, like all these, and it's just it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like there's just this energy that it is attracts a- people. Um, and, and the cool thing about that, it's not just the pros. It's like, uh, you know, it's just, you see guys come in there that just like kill it and lift hard, you know, this, this, and are nobody on Instagram. Nobody. Or, and they or don't want to be media. filmed. They I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? This guy's just covered in chalk, throwing around tons of weight. Yep. You know what I mean? These guys, you got guys in the back, you know, doing all these crazy maneuvers, walking around their hands, doing all this madness, you know? And it's super cool and just super fun. And for me, it's just, I just love that environment. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, oh, this guy's a dick, whatever. But for the most part, I'm just like, man, that guy's pretty strong. He's pretty cool to watch. That guy's fucking, oh, that girl over there, geez, I can't believe she hasn't stopped. You know, some girls that train like, animals in there you know what I yeah. Mean? yeah yeah um we're gonna have to start wrapping up here a little bit but uh one thing that that kind of stuck out to me is like i guess we never really even talked about how like we started uh communicating and that was gonna be my question is how did y'all how did how did okay so so it, it's actually a funny story and i go back to i had i had been in gold's so many times. Anytime I came to California, I was finding a way to go into that gym okay. because it made me feel good. And I could take that energy and carry it over to wherever I was going next. And, you know, I felt good about training. I didn't know anybody. Didn't know a single soul. Uh, one of the guys that I worked with introduced me to Big Will. And then all of a sudden, like, I would go in there. I'd see Will. We'd communicate and everything. And I, I remember being in there one day, and I just I saw this guy in these little bitty short fucking shorts. <laughs> and, and but then I get to watching him train. I'm like, this son of a bitch is throwing around a lot of weight. And then I look at him, and I'm like, like he's not in his twenties. You know what I mean? Um, and and I asked him, I was like, tread gently now, tread. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, no. But <laughs> but I was like, like I'm drawn to people that like like you said that that are working their ass off. That you know, no bullshit. And I I looked at him. I was like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" <laughs> and he and he told me. And like I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I was like, "That's the fucking guy from the gym." So I started following you on, on Instagram. And then one day, uh, I'm on the treadmill, and you're over there. And I'm one of those guys. Like I'll follow somebody just to get inspiration from them. I don't ever have to meet the person. I don't. You know, I it, it's part of society now. Yeah. But you jump on the treadmill like two treadmills over. Yep. And uh, you're doing an, an Instagram live, and I was like, 
what up from two treadmills down or something <laughs> like that. And you looked over and it was like, that's the, the yeah. that's the second that like we actually said, I was like, another gay guy trying to hit on me. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything, Not wrong, that with there's that. anything wrong with what you. You're into, whatever. But uh, no, and I was that's just like, awesome. man, like this guy's super, super inspiring. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I've been following the guy on Instagram for a while now. And I like, I love how hard this guy trains. I love the content and the shit that he's doing. Yeah, um, I think it's super cool. And I was just, like ah oh, fuck that's kind of funny that I'm, <laughs> totally. I'm standing here next to this yeah. guy has no fucking idea who i am <laughs> whatsoever and then but but since then like you've been so gracious so um you know so welcome after i had security right absolutely. from the gym i've yeah. been kicked out of the gym three times <laughs> but the fourth time i came back like you were super like, cool okay, no man and, and i just like i just i appreciate good people and like you've always been so generous oh, and, thank and you, you know, I feel the same way. taking care of us yeah, so no, and then you're telling me you're in, you're in a professional bull riding i was like whoa this guy's fucking mental that's awesome <laughs> nope i just talk about it we my bull riding career lasted almost like two seconds and it was the dumbest shit i had ever done and i did a lot of stupid stuff when i was in college <laughs> I I can imagine. Um, but that being said, I also got to say this, and I did the same thing with Will. I cussed him. How in the fuck is it okay to do Stone Cold's podcast before mine? Like, I know. Like, that's a big deal or Oh, something? come on. What? I know. I, I don't get it either. You know what I mean? Talk to my agent. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, same. Same. She's sitting on the couch next to you. No, I just I, I just think that's so cool. I think- Have you met him yet? I haven't. Uh-uh. Oh, man. No. Yeah, he's gonna be training. There. I'll make an introduction. Yeah, I cool, know, I don't cool. Know if I one of the cool. One. You heard my story with him. He's nuts. Yeah. He used to bust my chops all the time. Really? Apps, oh my god, he's the best. Well, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Yeah. Obviously, oh. always been. A, which is funny too, because you know it's it's cyclical. Like when you're a kid, pro wrestling is awesome. Totally. Then you go through that stage where I it's like, it's, yeah, yeah, not really that cool. I never really got through that stage. No, I just saw all my friends do it. Well, you see, the the big show was in town. Yeah, I saw. I saw you. And he and he out angled me. Son of a bitch! Hey, trust me, I don't even want to get into that conversation because you're big ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I was no, like, no, hey, no, let's no. You can, if you see my picture, he, this guy's seven five, and at the last second they go, the guy's like, all right, ready, one, two, three. He takes a step forward, and I and I'm just like, fucking asshole. So this picture looks like <laughs> it looks like I'm up to his knee. You know what I mean? And people are just shitting all over hey, me. Like Hogan did that to me. Oh, the, the, the last time I they saw do it Hogan. all the time. Oh my god! And, and I even said it. I said you out angle. He goes, I was gonna get on my toes, but I took a step forward. I said, you son of a bitch. That's exactly what yeah, I said to yeah, Hogan. Yeah. I never in a million years yeah. dreamed I would. Wrestlers do that all the time. Oh, uh, and that they, was that was their ongoing joke. You know, what so I mean? it was funny because I, like I was training one day in Florida, and, and Hogan's training back, yeah. just back. Yeah. And I was like, man, before we leave, you know, we, we got to take a picture. We've been talking or whatever. And I was like, you know, if it's okay. He's like, shit, yeah, brother. And he goes, hey, Ron, take this picture for us. And he starts walking away. Yeah. And I was like, did I make him mad? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? This is weird. Okay. Yeah. He's like, yeah, let's take a picture. And then he walks away. He goes back to the dumbbell rack. It's a bump. And I tell Ron, I was like, just, man, whenever you're done, you know, no, no rush. Yeah. And I'm like standing there like looking like an idiot <laughs> hogan goes back and he starts doing tricep kickbacks with his left arm yeah. and i was like that's weird he's you know maybe he's just throwing some arms in yeah. at the end of his back day <laughs> and then he's like come back here let's you know let's take this and i I start walking back towards him and he reaches you know he's just had back surgery and everything he's like kind of you know get over here and so i go to the other side and he sticks that big left meat 
hawk out there and, and he the shakes try. hands with the left hand Tried and he kicks that tricep out and I went I looked at him and I said you son of a bitch and he goes I ain't as young as I used to be brother I gotta do what I gotta do and I was like what awesome. do you do man awesome he owned it it's crazy you out angled me today because I told her I was like uh, me and Mike need I need to take a picture with Mike before we leave I want to do it here at Gold's because you know uh, we'll put it out when we do the podcast or whatever and I was like he's got a hoodie on I, I'm just going to leave my hoodie on. It'll be fine. We get ready to take the picture, and you take your fucking hoodie off. <laughs> Absolutely. And just pop Anyone that on. kept it on. Oh, right. my God. And I was, I looked at her, and I said. As soon as we walked away, he goes, he out-angled me. I said that. Totally. Son of a bitch. <laughs> right in. It's not even angles. <laughs> like, those arms are jacked. <laughs> Man, I'm screwed. Man, I appreciate this. I, oh, no, super I, fun, I really super do. Cool. I, I really appreciate it. So, um, anything else? Instagram. Oh, uh, Mike underscore Ryan underscore celebrity trainer. Which is is so cool, yeah. Uh, because like, I mean, if you haven't listened to Mark Bell's Power Project podcast, go listen to it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because there's some really cool stories, Good fun in there. stories. Um, what were you about to say? Uh, I'm gonna ride a bull tonight. Fifty five year old freshman too. Oh, 55 year old freshman. Watch, watch, me. watch for me. Hit, hitting the start. Fifty five year old in the program, number one in your heart. So cool. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Don't forget, every day is an opportunity to get better. So thanks, man. Yeah, thank you guys. It was appreciate awesome. It. Cheers.